0: warning this podcast contains themes of a sexual nature and some coarse language what you are about to hear may shock surprise and titillate
1: be advised that today's episode covers the following topics that some listeners may find triggering coercion sexual harassment rape and sexual assault
0: you're about to dive into an almanac of arousal, a bible of bedroom biology, a chronicle of carnal knowledge, a dictionary of desire, an encyclopedia yeah, of it. Good,
1: et- yeah, yeah, good. Okay. lovely, lovely, lovely. We'll get
0: well, there one day. Yeah. An encyclopedia of <laughs> what? We we'll abort. move on,
1: <laughs> Well, we'll never know. Uh, opening the dictionary in three, two, one. Right. uh, Well, today is a very special uh, Red Letter Day because it's the first episode uh, of A A A to Z of Sex with Men where we have a special guest.
0: Yes.
1: Oh, I feel like we need a fanfare or something. Special (laughs) guest. Um, So,
2: yes, introducing uh, Josh. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? For one time only uh joshua freddy vaughan hello i'm an artist and a curator and uh, general special space unicorn apparently that's what we agreed upon absolutely brilliant we're so absolutely. excited
0: to have you <laughs> well, bringing welcome. vibes
2: from jupiter yeah
1: and <laughs> um, so uh, the very first thing on our show um to, to welcome and uh, indeed break ice and possibly break you, Josh, and apologies if that does happen, um, <laughs> is that we, we start with our cold open, which is uh, five minutes uh, okay. to tell three stories each. We've taken the, the the notch down a little bit for Jacinta and I because the three of us, three times three is nine, and that's more <laughs> than eight. So, um,
3: that is true. Thanks for the, the maths explanation. Um, <laughs> a bit of maths
1: uh, for <laughs> yeah. everybody there, um, just in case. And uh, so we've got less time each, and um, we've always oh, managed cute. to make it. So, I think that it's about time for a
2: challenge, uh, honestly. Okay, so, cool. I like well, the I challenge of getting quite excited. I was oh, anxious and fearful, and now I'm just full of excitement.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that's what we like.
2: Okay, go Jacinta.
0: Okay, G is for grand piano. Um, so when I was was younger and just discovering my, my uh, what I found arousing and sexy. And, and masturbation and stuff for the first time I realised that um, porn made me feel a bit icky and weird so um, so I started finding clips from films that made me feel aroused and uh, my go-to YouTube clips were all the spanking scenes in Secretary <laughs> and um, the grand piano scene in Pretty Woman
1: Good <laughs> so, you know. every time. <laughs> That's excellent. I don't think I've ever had that experience. Um my my uh, my sexual awakening moments were definitely through porn. Um but fair enough. That's fine too. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know Okay, it wrap is. it up. Okay, Jeez <laughs> okay. um, for grinder. Um so for one of uh, for for me it's one of the most addictive apps on the planet. Um it doesn't bring a whole lot of joy. Um but it's still addictive anyway and um I think it sometimes feels worth it for the few compliments that I get on there, but mm. um on balance there's a lot of rejection. Um, as I think I've discussed before, it was really addictive, and uh, it was a struggle to keep it off my phone. And I felt dirty every time I re-downloaded it. So uh, yeah, not great. It's yeah. uh, it's annoying. It's Reaching horrible. No judgement.
0: A- addictive well, things. Yeah, absolutely. You. I
1: judge myself on your behalf. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Josh, <laughs> over no, to you. Okay.
1: Judge. So... <laughs>
2: She <laughs> is for Jerry and his ego. Uh, so, my first boyfriend, um, we were having quite a fun time together. We were in bed, and I went to compliment him on the size of his. He was rather well endowed, so I complimented <laughs> him on this. And his response to me was, You don't need to stroke my ego, thank you very much, with some degree of frustration. Presumably, that's because he wants me to focus on stroking the matter at hand that's yeah, what I'm guessing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely I mean, something else I mean, the one
0: Like mutually exclusive you're like oh you're stroking yeah. my ego therefore you cannot possibly stroke <laughs> yeah, my yeah, exactly. so <laughs> stroke my like... ego or my penis yeah.
2: like, okay. it, it could be other. a
1: touchy subject it could be it could have been a touchy subject for him
0: okay,
2: it was yeah. an interesting thing
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> some people can't yeah. take compliments or some
1: whatever. people can uh, <laughs> he might not have realised it was a compliment
0: um, all right it's me cheers for garlic yes. so um last easter uh, i was into a phase of being very aroused all the time and um and, and we just done the lamb roast and we'd taken it out and we'd put like stuffed garlic in the in the skin and um the the, the heat from the oven or whatever i don't know some process had like pushed the garlic out of the skin and it reminded me of the night before when i'd been having sex with my boyfriend and uh, i'd been so like um in the throes of orgasm um my my vagina had, had pushed his penis out of it and um and seeing the garlic being pushed out of the lamb made me think of that and and then i was just super turned on
1: <laughs> i'm just i'm just should gonna say i'm a... so glad i don't eat meat anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> should there be a trigger warning for vegan
1: <laughs> I really Sibly, think possibly that,
0: that's actually a good point yeah, no. <laughs> okay raphael
1: okay um so g's for group um, i mentioned last time about a sex party that i went to um with a lot of guys who went hanging out naked and, and having sex basically it was a sex party um uh, it was great fun um, but later on I found that one of the guys uh, that, her, that was an attendee at the at the party uh, had written a sex blog um about me and the two or three occasions that I'd gone he changed my name um but sadly I could I haven't been able to find it since it, but when I did read it it was really erotic to read okay. about myself okay. and all the kind of different parts of my body that he liked etc
0: <gasps> very exciting oh that's cool Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry I haven't, can't find it okay.
2: <laughs> No. um no. So, G is for gender preferences. Mine apparently a 1950s circus science show freak show. Um, <laughs> so, um, I discovered this most recently. I went to the Royal Boxall Tavern and I saw Lolo Brown form, oh, who is an amazing drag queen. She's phenomenal. Um, and it wasn't anything to do with the nail she hammered into the nose or the condom. She threaded through her nasal tract. It was, in fact, <laughs> the bottle green 1950s style suspender trousers she was wearing as part of her act that made me go, yes, this oh. is my kind of woman fantastic so
0: cool lolo browse fashion yep. is incredible to be fair like wow phenomenal <laughs> <I know. laughs>
2: mind-blowing yeah
0: excellent Just go, um, go, all go. right g is for guest okay so um uh like a few years ago i i since there was a guy passed out on my on the last tube home um and he was way past his stop so i said he could stay on my sofa because I, I felt bad for him he was cold so he, he said yes and he came back to my house and as soon as we got there he was like okay are we having sex now and i was like no oh my God. And, he, <laughs> and he was like and he was like why am i here and i was like because you're passed out and, and I was worried about you and oh um, so gosh. then he was like well I'm gonna leave and then he called his drug dealer who picks him up and then he left <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh so, there, so there you go
1: cheers for gosh
3: <laughs> yeah. okay Raphael oh god
1: um, we've got like 30 seconds-ish. Yeah, um, so, go, go. G-, G is for grip. Um, so I used to be a teacher and I got RSI from marking too many p- uh, books at once and oh, I couldn't gosh. hold a pen and it kind of went over to my other side because I'm a left-handed jerker, if you like. Um, but Because the body isn't weird. <laughs> um, but I now have problems in both hands. So sometimes I grip my penis a bit too tightly and my hand cramps and I can't finish. It's really <laughs> depressing.
2: Gosh, you've got 15 oh, seconds, go! Okay, okay go, right. go, Josh! G is the Glesbians. Every time I go to any kind of event, Vogue Fabrics or Dawson Soup store, I end up getting with lesbians and I don't know why, it's just the way it goes, that's how it is. Oh well. (laughs) I thought I had to really rush that. Oh well, that
0: was
3: fantastic. (laughs)
1: That was fantastic.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of an A to Z of Sex with Men, where I, Jacinta,
2: and I... Raphael. And for one time only, secret space unicorn Josh.
0: Explore the intricacies of all types of sexual interactions with those people we call collectively cisgendered males.
1: Based on personal experience and extensive research.
0: From anal sex to zipless fucks.
1: Like Eve's sweaty fig leaf. We've got it covered. Ugh. So today's episode is brought to you by the letter G and today G is for gender and first on the agenda we have our guest, our special guest, Space Unicorn, uh, Josh. Uh, So I think you're going to uh, give us a little bit of some of your thoughts on the subject.
2: Yeah sure I'd say I'm beginning to slightly regret Space Unicorn given that has a very specific set of meanings and the kind of community of gender positive people um mm. but anyway um so gee i wrote a little uh i actually did write a little a short thing about this should i read it it's yes please of, like, yes please. Yeah? okay yeah. cool so my uh, little text was g is for gigantophilia um <laughs> which i've made up but that would be the love of giants it's not really giants but anyway um so the one only time i've been visually attracted to like a oh, man, you know what I mean? Like built like a brick shit house, stacked from the navel to the gaze, wedged from shoulders to crotch. With the exception of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, because he is actually a charming human being, um, <laughs> was this guy in a club? <laughs> um, when I say this guy, it sounds a little bit diminutive, a bit unfair. He was actually a giant. He was <laughs> six foot six. He could have been taller. Um, and that's usually a major leveler for me because I'm six foot one, so I usually don't get the unrivaled pleasure of being shorter than my lover. So, Mm -hmm. and he had like so many muscles. He looked like a bunch of artfully arranged grapes Um, and head to toe in military latex. Um, Yeah, please don't judge me. Um, (laughs) Anyway, we're there at the club. I remember dancing or at least moving to time, like moving in time to like Savage Drum and Bass. And I suddenly caught his eye. Um, What happened next was best described as a cross between a squeak of fear, a small fart and paralysis. (laughs) I was simultaneously fascinated, turned on, terrified and coy. Uh, we held each other's gaze for several tens of seconds, me trying to act cool, and I decided the best thing to do was go and get a drink and not think too hard about it. Aww. Yeah, I mean, that just
0: yeah. walked away from the situation. I, yeah, walked
2: away, just walked straight away from the situation. I thought that would be uh, the correct way of dealing with it because it's <laughs> so strange. I Basically, I'm not usually attracted to, like, really, like, the personification of man, you know? Like, yeah. uh, Tom of Finland's idea of, like... Like gay men, I don't. That's not me at all. I don't get it. So when yeah. I saw this guy and I was like caught by his gaze, I was like, I was just lamb in the headlights. Lamb in the headlights. Can lamb be caught in headlights? Um, I mean, it's I'm not sure a, really, it's not rabbit, a deer, it?
0: but I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a deer, it's a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, so it's an both. I think it's either. Some it's an animal in a headlights. Deer,
2: yeah, lamb, yeah. rabbit. It's all the same. You
1: know? yeah. <laughs> Prey. Prey, <laughs> prey animal. Pray, like... prey.
0: Yeah,
2: no, completely. Yeah. It was totally, I was yeah. like the prey animal in that situation. To- um... I totally,
1: I totally, that resonates so strongly. I can't, I've never really been good in like gay clubs or anything. Mm. Like if I, whenever I've been in one by myself, I literally, am, I, I find the nearest wall or corner and sort of shrink slowly into it. A bit <laughs> like the kind of Simpsons Homer fading into the hedge meme, you know, like the kind of,
3: <laughs> I I'm like, I'm
1: not here, I'm not here. Um, it's It's just... <laughs> i can't deal with it it's too traumatic and if there's someone very attractive and i make eyes with them i'm too i'm so pathetic i can't hold eye contact like that it's just like Mm. a shovel away but uh it's funny interesting yeah with the sorry go on
0: no 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 i I, I find that like i mean i think for me like attraction or like attraction that i feel comfortable with grows from like a a conversation and i feel like um any kind of club environment is is like not it's not easy to, to have that so even if i'm like Uh, maybe physically attracted to someone, I just find the environment so overwhelming. I'm just like, "Uh, (laughs) this is... The chat, smoking area? Oh no.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I completely, I completely get that, and I've like, I've spoken to friends um, regularly about this kind of thing, which is that <clears throat> with men, I have to spend a long time getting to know them. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a weird, this is a weird ba- imbalance, and I know it is, and I don't care. Um, but with, for example, <laughs> with women, it feels much less complicated to me to kind of like click with a woman and just kind of have that physical attraction be like, okay, there's a visual aesthetic thing which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but with men, I have to get to know them first. And then the visual and aesthetic thing can totally be fine, but mm. I had to actually have a good conversation with them first. And I think mm. that's probably me trying to gauge like the emotional and all-round awareness and compatibility of a guy first, maybe. I don't know, I, I haven't quite thought that. I mean, that, about it.
1: that sounds remarkably mature. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that my own experience of attraction uh, follows in, in the sort of immediate sense. So mm. when, it, when, I'm, when I'm immediately attracted to someone, it is uh, very physical. And mm-hmm. I have to say actually, in terms of like response to gender and uh, being attracted to people, because I'm, I've always thought it's because I see myself as not, not masculine, not traditionally masculine, but male. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I've always sort of been attracted to guys who are a bit more like, more masculine, mus- muscly, or, um, mm-hmm. but not like, not necessarily a yeah. bunch of grapes muscly. Like yeah. usually like, <laughs> that's a, a level too grapes. far for me. <laughs> um but certainly like a, a good a six pack is like oh yes please
0: okay yeah. okay
1: I mean it's, it's not a pattern that holds true by any sense by any sort of uh, magnitude and mm-hmm. um if I and it depends on the context in which I meet them so if, if it's if the first thing is like sort of physical sight and, and then sex or something like that then that's how it flows whereas and the emotional stuff comes later whereas mm-hmm. if it's um if I don't see their body first and it's like a normal like a date then um, the, the, those things don't they pale in comparison in terms of what matters to their personality and emotional sense of being. And in that yeah. sense, I'm more attracted to traditionally feminine kind of
0: personalities. Uh,
1: personalities, yeah. So you know the words that we we attribute to, to femininity for no obvious reason, such as one. Well, there yeah. is re- there is reason, but things like nurturing and um, yes, kind yeah, of, uh, sort of I suppose yeah, caring,
0: traditionally fem- feminine, feminine values yes exactly um yeah that's interesting but physically you like the kind of muscly yes
1: and rarely do the two go together in personality and body um in my experience Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i'd agree um so it also turns what you saying about about the um uh getting the the, the unrivaled pleasure of, of um <laughs> being attracted to someone taller than you i totally get it i mean i'm, I'm not as yeah. tall as you but i'm quite tall for a, a female and I, I i'd say three of the like main loves of my life have all been shorter than me i yeah. always seem tend to like end up really liking people shorter than me and and actually <laughs> there is something so nice about just looking up at someone yeah. <laughs> just like yeah, kissing really someone is. above you, like yeah. when we're on escalators, I always make my boyfriend um go on the step above it's me. Above.
2: So I can <laughs> I just enjoy I've done the same theater. with my girlfriends. I've done exactly the same thing with any yeah. partner I have. I'm like, can you just go above me, please? Yeah, just please. <laughs> I do
1: that too. My husband is two two inches shorter, so it's the same. Yeah. Oh my god, we all have this. We
0: all like people yeah. being taller than us. And yep. Yeah, yeah, not And ten
2: ten two Not often. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah i think it's quite good that throughout this conversation like multiple times we've kind of referenced the distinction between male and masculine or feminine and female this is something mm-hmm. which like i'm going to get i'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox for a second um, I think do. yeah we might join I you think, yeah nice everyone's <laughs> a soapbox um no i think that one of the major problems in conversations we have around gender at the moment is people not being clear about their distinctions Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is we've already spoken about it I think that there is a there is a biological instantiation to a human being which in straightforward just means there are males and females and are intersex. So we have these Mm -hmm. categories and then we have our mind inside of that. So you've got Mm -hmm. a male who might feel like a woman or a female who might feel like a man. And that's Mm -hmm. the basis for why individuals may want to transition as well, um, Mm -hmm. because people don't feel like they're in the right body. So I feel like a lot of the conversation is getting really confused right now. And I think it's really important for people to be making these it's complicated to have to reference like the physical reality of me and then the mental reality of me and then hell, the emotional reality of me. Yeah. But I feel like we actually kind of are now obliged to do that. And if these conversations have any hope of becoming less than basic screaming matches between highly polarized people... I think that you know on many on in many topics, but I think certainly in the context of gender, we need to be a bit a little bit clearer minded about this. Can
1: I Um, can I like uh, fully agree and then add even more complexity because I feel like it goes.
2: I love complexity. More complexity, (laughs) love
1: it. I mean, there's so many layers to this, and we could talk Mm. for you know seven times the length of this podcast about it and then some. But um, we can't do that, so our listeners will just switch (laughs) off. But, and it's episode seven. We can't afford that. Um, so I don't
2: know how people like long podcasts. But hey, yeah, fair
0: funny, enough. Fair nice. enough. <laughs> I mean, season four. We'll we'll see the season four. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll bring it back.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. this will be a recurring theme anyway. Yeah. I mean, that is in the title. So.
3: um <laughs>
1: But as I, I think as I said before, like I, and as you said, we've already kind of spoken about it a bit. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm obviously male. And um, then my feeling is um, that, so the thing is, I'm a ma- male and I feel that I am a man. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I am non-binary or female or, or, or a woman, sorry. Yeah. Um, but then I think there's more layers to that. So mm-hmm. um, after that, I then, there are things that I perform, which are not traditionally masculine. So mm-hmm. I not, but I'm, I'm talking, both physically and um, just behaviors. So um, I paint my nails, I, you know, curl my hair, I spend time on my, like, I put makeup on sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, There are things that I do, you know, I wear lots of jewelry that are Mm -hmm. characteristically feminine. But mm-hmm. they're not, I, I do not do them in an attempt to become more female-like. Yes. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. So it's yeah. yeah. so a kind of, a, it's a sub layer between like after those two, like first of all, like your sex and then your kind of desire of who you want, to, well, sort of which side of the spectrum you want to be on. Mm-hmm. After yeah. that, I've made my choice there, but I'm, I still enjoy taking other things from outside of my box because mm-hmm. I think they, because yes. they... they're part of my character and they're part of my personality. And then after that, there's also the kind of projection onto other people. So in terms of romanticism, straight is the kind of standard uh, Mm -hmm. position, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also, you know, and that's sexuality, but there's also the romanticism element of, how do I love and how do I care for other people? And what do I want in a in a partner? And mm-hmm. for that, I'm I'm also quite um, I suppose if you were to put a spectrum of of gender into that, again, I probably fall slightly more on the feminine side of that spectrum too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone who can be, even though I often take the role of giver and provider and and sort of almost like a traditionally masculine role mm-hmm. in that sense, yeah. um, and in my loving style as well, sometimes I can be quite. Um, like desperately passionate and cold and that's quite a male almost a male thing as well it's quite mm-hmm. spiky mm-hmm. whereas um what I prefer to be is have the partner who is taking care of me and kind of give that so there's almost like a kind of difference there of like traditional masculine feminine kind of romanticism as well yeah. as traditional behaviors and then traditional kind of um actually who 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 you feel like you are and then your sex so kind of like I'm trying to sort of layer a picture and yeah. all of these things blend as well. There's not they're not discrete elements. Yeah. So it's it's even more complex.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and what's interesting I is saying that the thing of um, wearing, you know, wearing makeup and painting your nails and curling your hair and stuff, which which but not to be like a, a woman, but just because that's part of you um, and how actually it's such a sort of cultural is actually such a cultural um uh, idea of what gender is currently yeah. yeah that is yeah. saying that women wear makeup and men don't um yeah. because like if you think about like i don't know like, georgian times um men yeah. wore more makeup than women and that was like the Absolutely. masculine thing to do so it's just it's i think it's bizarre to me how quickly um society decides what is for one gender and what is for another gender um yeah. because it's so arbitrary Depending on like it what is. time you live in, like
2: Yeah, so is. I was I was looking at someone's podcast the other day of not podcast, I was looking at an Instagram post the other day of someone mm. I follow. And they were they were talking about the Picts who were the uh, the humans who lived in England before the Romans arrived. So they were the kind right. of ancient Brits I suppose um and they would go into war completely naked braided hair painted from head to toe in tattoos wow. and it's just this amazing image of this decoration you know you kind of get in in like there's this kind of conversation around makeup being like war paints which is kind of being revived now which I think do yeah. you think yeah I, I I have my own thoughts about that in a kind of modern context however I can understand like how people would think of it like that it's mm-hmm. a kind of empowering thing and I don't think I kind of, in response to what you're saying, Rapha- uh, Raphael, was the um, with makeup and so on, and, and these things which are considered feminine, and to follow up on what Jacinta said, mm-hmm. uh, I think. David Bowie, that's kind of it's such a silly trite, like David Bowie, but like, yeah, yeah. I think he's a perfect <laughs> example of like, I think humans are probably actually much closer when they are just left their own devices. They like to experiment with appearance. They like to, to feel proud of their appearance. And, mm-hmm. and I always think of like the Essex man, the stereotype of the Essex man. I quite like that, that kind of bombastic character who cares for his appearance is a bit of yeah. a lad. You know, I, I like the idea that there could be an uncomplicated celebration of masculine uh, appearance yes because um, mm-hmm. at least then there because I feel that there's something in our society which which strangely just stops men from being able to express these appearances as straightforwardly and uncomplicatedly as women can
1: yeah inhibits yes. them in some way yeah yeah it
2: limits. yeah it's limiting yeah, yeah 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 definitely it limits what men can do to express themselves yeah I have yeah. a lot of sympathy towards you wanting to wear makeup and use nail polish as just an expression of yourself because I do exactly the same yeah
1: it's incredibly confusing isn't it I mean I, I sort <clears throat> of get into my word a little bit because when I think of gender my word is a sort of anachronistic in mm-hmm. that yeah. we have this whole like, blurred lines mentality towards gender gender now and it's the, the way that we continue to try and apply these outdated models to sex and gender, and they move way more slowly than, you know, we do as as human beings trying to evolve and adapt to mm-hmm. the situation that we find ourselves in and who, and also discovering who we are, where, you know, things like technology and medicine mean that traditional gender jobs and roles are no longer a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, you don't need to be able to be a huge hulking man to be able to be a builder. You've got, Mm -hmm. you've got machines that can do things for you now. So, um, you know, and and those things have advanced way too far, you know, for us to keep Mm -hmm. thinking in this kind of really outdated way, but at the same time, we're still using these pronouns and these, um, kind of definitions of masculine and feminine
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's been a real like fuck for me because I have been back and forth over like whether to think of myself as am I male am I he him am I am I am male I know that's obvious but mm-hmm. um yeah. you know am I do I define myself as as a he do I do mm-hmm. I think of myself as that or um am I actually more feminine am I do I consider mm-hmm. myself as as, a, as a, having a more female persona yeah,
3: um, yeah.
1: and I have problems with either world because, um, one, it will, whichever way I you know, tell society to think of me, um, it, they will, in return, it, that gives me some level of freedom, but it also then imposes new restrictions on me, in a sense, it gives me different standards yeah. to live up to. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and even if I choose they, them as a neutral kind of set of pronouns, that's also putting me in another box. It's, it's not freedom, it's a different kind mm-hmm. of restriction. And I don't know whether <laughs> that's what I feel like either. So mm. for the time being I'm I'm staying in my he him world but that's mm. Um, that's literally because I I want to I want to I want to widen that definition from the inside. I want to push the box and make it wider and say, look, I can do all these things like pick my nails and put makeup on and do my hair and whatever and have long hair
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and have feminine, just you know, actions and gesticulations and you know, my long spindly fingers and arms kind of <laughs> contribute to that flow. Um, but those things, I feel like I want to widen that definition rather than jump ship.
3: If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, and and, and actually. Yeah, and sort of going back to what you were saying earlier, Josh, about language and it's actually that's actually an interesting discussion as well because because almost I have this really like the sort of strange complicated ideas about about the importance of language I think in the importance of creating new language or using the language that we have and making that more widely known is really important because if you have a concept that people don't really know much about yet it's really important to have language to describe it but at the same time language can almost put people in boxes as well because like you were saying like you're either a he in the he box or the they box or the this one and it's and actually it'd be great if we could kind of get to a point where it just didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But obviously I feel like that's, you know, that's the super a like, I don't world, know that. Right? A post world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I did, I've, I've had this discussion with people, um, you know, like, um, the older generations or, or you know people in my family who kind of want to understand but just you know they don't have the same algorithms showing them all the articles yes. about <laughs> pronouns <or> whatever um <laughs> yes. so so it's kind of like they're like oh well you know it's you know it's really difficult because there there isn't a language for like women who are born female and identify as women and I'm like well it's cis women right that that's literally mm-hmm. what that is and then people are like oh I didn't even know that was a word or like so so it's kind of to kind of make this language more widespread i think is important just so that people can actually put words to these concepts but then like you say Raphael, it's not make it to then that in itself make that to box
2: this is that's the real problem it's because i i I have frequently have these kind of conversations with my flatmates because we're all really interested in these kind of social justice causes Mm. but for a broad umbrella term like the cause of social justice in general um because there's several meanings to what that is now um yeah. and i think the problem is that there's this really complicated set of definitions which have basically come out of like sociology i suppose they're complex names for complex phenomena in statistical groups like huge groups and then trying to apply that to individuals and get individuals to think in that way is a really hard task and i'm not poo-pooing it or anything i just think it's it needs to be considered to be as hard as it is and and to have precision all the time so for me to be able to like to have to walk around constantly and think okay right male female um you know but there could be male men male men (laughs) deliver my letters male men male Women, <laughs> female men, female women, intersex men, intersex women. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, and I, I do do this, which is probably not a good thing because it makes me crazy all the time. But I'm constantly <laughs> thinking of these things, and I don't know whether it's it's pretty hard. I have a I have a funny solution though to the question of uh, they them he him mm. she her pronouns. Please, I just please. yeah. I just tell people um, when they ask me, I go, what do you think?
3: Oh. <laughs>
1: it's a pretty
2: really good solution to the problem. Yeah. Give
3: really nice them the, uh, them. Yeah, yeah. Author- yeah. not the
1: authority, give them the kind of like thing to worry about.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> your problem, it's your problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't care. What do you see? Yeah. <laughs> say what <laughs> you <laughs> do you <laughs> see. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I love that.
0: Kind of- <laughs> I mean, even before we started recording, I did say, oh, do you have prefer a preferred pronoun? And Josh was like, "Yeah, whatever you want. I do want you prefer what you feel like. Um. Yeah, I mean, and, and actually, I think that's amazing to also I think that's because I, I suppose there's a thing like misgendering someone, which can be, you know, yeah. really offensive and undermining for someone. But also, it's great, if you can kind of be cool with any pronoun. And, and yes. I think that sort of leads me on to my thoughts I had when I knew um, uh, we were discussing gender. Okay, so I am like, terrified of being perceived as masculine in any way. I find it mm. so scary and i think i i okay i've i've, I've questioned myself as to why this is because when i was um when i was very young um i went through a phase of wanting to be um a boy and identified quite strongly as like a boy i, I you know like george from the famous five was kind of my role model at that time um <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah because it was because it was it was really exciting to see um someone who was who was um female a female child um just saying like i'm a he i want to be called master george i want to be you know <laughs> perceived as a boy and yeah. and i start you know i wore like trousers all the time i got all my hair cut really short and i've worn dresses and things a lot before that i've been quite a sort of feminine little little child this is maybe when I was about eight um but then i think kind of after that a few years after that i then just went completely the opposite way again partly maybe I'd been bullied quite a lot about what I wore and what I looked like um so maybe it was a response to that um maybe I did just then want to like explore my feminine side I don't know but then now I just anything that in my head feels masculine to me I just don't want people to see me like that because it makes Mm. me feel really scared and uncomfortable so things like you know I hate like I hate being with sexual partners who are smaller than me Shorter is fine if they're like wider than me or musclier than me. But like, if they're smaller, <laughs> if they're like more petite than me, um, yeah. or, you know, if I hate like things like farting and burping, which I perceive as quite masculine things, um, that's sort of something that like, I don't want people to think I do or see me do. Um, even like at the moment I have my hair tied back, which I feel like mm. makes my face look, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> like There are things like, like I have to have my hair a certain way. Otherwise I feel like my face doesn't look feminine enough. And it's just like, oh, like you know, clothes I wear. Like I have to wear things that like accentuate like my waist because otherwise I feel like I look like a man. And then I feel, you know, oh, sure. it's really and and I don't, I don't know if that is just because I it, because I actually do um, identify as ultra feminine and so I just don't want to be masculine. Or if there's like part of me that is quite masculine and wants to explore my masculinity, but it's just really scared of it because I feel like I've sort of stigmatized that in myself for so long.
1: Can I, can I share a, a thought on that?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so um, when I was at drama school, we did uh, pantomime and mm. I was the um, wicked stepmother. And it was the first time I'd ever been in drag and it was yes. something I kicked against so hard. I hated it. Wow. I absolutely hated it. I didn't want to be mm. seen as feminine. I wanted mm-hmm. to be seen as not necessarily masculine in the extreme, but I wanted at least to appear male. And yeah. um, so I was desperately uncomfortable and I tried to get the dress off the second the show was over I was literally kicking off high heels as I walked off the stage wow. like I want to get off it I want to get out of this um, and it was only going through that experience that I've realized um and, and, and think thanks to things like um as you know as it has its problems but RuPaul's Drag Race and various mm. other kind of drag um stuff becoming more commercial becoming mm. more um widespread and in the kind of mainstream mm um I've become more okay much more okay with um expressing my femininity in that sense yeah and the difference was um was it a fear you know what why was the fear there and mm-hmm. is it you know what's the push pull right mm-hmm. so there was always a part the fear was slightly because I wanted to do a bit more of it but I was I was afraid of it I was afraid okay. of what that would mean for me and how and how the world would see me so I wonder whether that's part of your question in that, is it that you actually want to do it a little bit more, and you or you want mm-hmm. to at least try it a little bit more, but you there's a fear pushing, and it sounds like from what you're saying that there is one, but I'll obviously leave that up to you. I can't <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Make that decision for <laughs> yeah. you.
1: Um, or is it that you genuinely don't want anything to do with that, and what you want the pulled towards being very feminine because you find that like you find that appealing because that's different from sort of the pull towards feminin- femininity is different from the push away from masculinity.
0: Yes that's interesting yeah. that's a good point yeah yeah and i mean similarly because i mean obviously because i've done done drama and acting as well um i've had to play male roles yeah before and again mm-hmm. i found that so uncomfortable as well and and actually again like actually going to see drag shows and stuff and seeing um female drag kings yeah um has been really exciting to see people having fun with exploring a masculine side in like a fun empowering way and being mm. like oh mm. actually this isn't bad <laughs> like why why and and I think I think it is more to do with the fact that I maybe want to explore it more and I'm scared of it than the fact that I'm just that I just don't have a masculine side because that's not true like I definitely no. do Everyone's, yeah
2: i think that fear can sometimes be a fear of the threshold as well so in your mind there's a there's always the possibility for going down a certain path and maybe that fear is like your mind body kind of letting you know that there's some potential there so yeah mm. complicated it's a really complicated thing it's 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 complicated that we're kind of all expressing this fear of masculinity to some <laughs> to some degree yeah. i find yeah. that very interesting because why I, I listen to a lot of i do a lot of research and I listen to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about this because what is it about the Idea of men that is so problematic now. Here, guys, open up massive, really <laughs> okay. easy guys. It's a really easy question. If you could just give me the answer to this, it'd be really helpful. But yeah. why, why are men? <laughs> what is that? I mean,
1: a- yeah, it <laughs> is it such a hard thing to-, toxic- to draw back yeah. to. Um, obviously, uh, the sort of sex with men element of the podcast. Mm. Um, I mentioned grinder in the short stories. Um, the whole uh, thing of grinder. One of the parts of rejection is that s- most of the men on there are like mask only. Or, you know, they really yeah. want that masculine man mm. thing. That's what they really want. That's why they're here. That's what they, they mm. don't want or anything else at all. Mm. And everything the else is niche and wings. exotic. Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, so wow. that I think is something where we've, you develop this kind of uh, sort of like, well, it's a, it's a push or pull. It's a fear slash desire to be mm. something that you're not um and if so for example innately i am not yeah. masculine <laughs> yeah. in the kind of in that in that way yeah. i'm a man and i'm very comfortable being a man but i'm mm. not a masculine man and i'm very happy in that space but other people are not happy that i'm in that space as i say it sort of pushes the yeah. edges of a box
2: that they're happy they're comfortable with so yes. i get rejection in that way that is oh, yeah, yeah that's pretty interesting i mean there's so much of i wonder how much of it is is because People are scared of actually being themselves, which is such an easy thing to say. But I think maybe maybe it's because people really look for validation from a group. I think this is, this is actually like a really deep problem Is people are completely obsessed with being accepted by their group. So mask for mask is like, if you repudiate that just because you exist, like you or I do, whatever, then that's a repudiation of the whole, of, of everything they embody. And I'm, that, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean to need to be anything more than just a kind of a cursory glance or, or a few words. It doesn't have to be a violent thing, but it yep. is like, you know, they, they look at you and be like, well, you're not, you're, you're not a threat to me, but your existence shows me that there could be another way which I'm ignoring. Threat and to I my ideals. That, yeah, my th- threat to yeah. my ideals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it shouldn't be. Like if you know yourself and you're happy with yourself, like to be a properly strong human, is to know yourself and be comfortable with yourself. Once mm-hmm. you're there, it doesn't matter what else what other people do. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a hard lesson for some people. I think some people oh, don't yeah! reach it until they're until they're hard dead. That's <laughs> a
0: really hard lesson. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: I think the thing of saying like, you know, um kind of only being interested in a, a type and indeed a physical type,
3: mm. um,
0: mm. is like it it's it's actually it's like a box within a box, isn't it? Because yeah. it's not even like I'm only attracted to um males or I'm only attracted to People who identify as men or whatever—it's saying I'm a, I'm only attracted to males who look like this and identify mm-hmm. as this—and that's like such a it's really sm- it's a really small box. Yeah. Now I, I think I've never really understood the the kind of thing of like oh this is the physical type I'm attracted to because okay although i feel uncomfortable with people who are like more petite than me or men cis men who are more petite than me I'm generally. Um, the people that I've that I've slept with, or, or liked, or, or been in sexual relationships with, have been quite a wide-ranging selection of body types and and personalities and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it, that yeah, the idea of being like, oh, I only want this physical type of person, yeah, that's quite weird. Yeah, the
3: whole question around, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The, 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 it's like a question around what's your type, isn't there? Like, what's your type? Yeah. I, I yeah. always find that question weird. I I um, yes,
3: like, so someone, weird. Someone so like. Are like
1: yeah. I mean. <laughs> God I had sex is so many different body types. It's it's and, and you know, shapes, colours, whatever. It's yeah. like what what does that I don't understand what the question is. <laughs> yes, um what's, your,
2: what what is, what, yeah. what's the point? I think like, I think yeah. my type is not a dickhead. Yes,
0: yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, that. like
2: like it really is it's like I don't I completely agree. I'm just gonna second it because I've I've been with multiple partners and and I have friends who are constantly yeah. So what's your type? I'm like, you know me by now. No, there <laughs> exactly. is no type. <laughs> I, don't I just one. don't have one. I if, if a person is not a dickhead.
0: to be yeah. fair I'd love to agree with that, but I also think I've probably <laughs> been a slightly <quite laughs> <long> dickhead. <laughs> I was going to
2: say the same thing. <laughs> hey, we all <gonna> make
1: mistakes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you don't see the dickhead and, uh, element no. until a little bit later. Yeah. Sometimes
0: you do, but you're like. Although man, sometimes you're I know. Attractive. Sometimes it sort of
1: draws you in more, doesn't it? Yeah, know, exactly. It's bad. I'll just have
0: sex with you and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we'll and address the, the dickhead. <laughs> exactly That's
1: it. <laughs> and then masturbate over <laughs> you in a corner and well, yeah. I'm you.
0: Um, look at your Instagram sometimes but. Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every day. and then break up with you because you are such a dickhead but then I'm going to continue to think about <laughs> <it>. you <Yes.
0: laughs> God. I'm a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. these are some stories neither of us have told <laughs> yet. <Yeah. Yeah. So, laughs> excellent <laughs> okay
2: um so yeah mm-hmm. i wrote a little um i wrote an essay actually for you guys a while ago um mm-hmm. it's called another perspective uh, gender is a ghost in the machine the machine is comprised of our biological sex and the fuel is our desire its product is a set of rules which we have now begun to dismantle about how one ought to interact in matters of sex and romance with other humans the ghost is a byproduct of our attempts to unearth and rationalize these rules perhaps even an attempt not to play the game according to anyone else's rules but to find our own rules yeah i think i'll leave it there gosh
0: that's really true it's this kind of human need to have like meaning and rules within yeah. a within something which which doesn't necessarily have <laughs> have any yeah. of those things
2: yeah like i i think so one of the things which i find deeply fascinating is this idea of of games played between humans like are mm-hmm. in a way not to get too airy fairy and philosophical but our entire society is like a kind of an agreed upon set of games and rules mm, which yeah, we play yeah, yeah. you know like, law is, all. yeah,
0: yeah I mean, okay cool copyright. cool yeah. <laughs> no, it's true it's true um, yeah yeah
2: yeah and gender is is as far as i'm concerned it is just another one of those sets of games and rules and i think mm-hmm. for a lot of people it's buried very deeply because most people don't have to think about for example like i grew up bisexual you know mm-hmm. like you don't have to actually think about being attracted to another male if if you're straight you don't have to, that's just not something you have to consider but the moment you the moment you enter into this world the moment you you realize you just feel attracted to a member of the same sex you're like okay, well, what does that mean vis-a-vis sexual relations? You know, mm-hmm. like, who's the bottom, who's the top? And it's yeah. suddenly, completely, everything else, which seems so obvious, the rules in the game, which seems so obvious to everyone else, i.e. heteronormative society. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, like, allergic to generalization, so I, like, air quotes everything. Um, yeah, 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 like, yeah air quotes. <laughs> you know, the moment you are thrown into that position of having to questioning, the game becomes obvious. And it is yeah. a set of rules which are not obvious for you. So you have to figure out your own rules so, yeah, I, I kind of arrived at this idea that gender is a ghost in the machine um, because it's this weird thing which kind of eludes the dis- description and, uh, de- description, and yeah. I think it's because it's an interface between so many different rules in society. It's yeah. so interesting that you mentioned the whole idea of game because it made me think mm. of um,
1: so do you improv comedy sometimes. And uh, yeah. the whole point of improv comedy is to find the game. And then once okay. you, once you've found that, you're sort of establishing sets of rules. You're, the whole game is like literally testing the boundaries like children do in a classroom when they're mm-hmm. like growing up. You know, you're learning the rules of society and how yeah. to behave with other people. Each time you're like, I'm going to test this theory. Does this, does this like fall on this side of the game? Or that sort mm-hmm. like, what is that acceptable or invalid? And each mm. time you're like, you're testing, you're playing with the water and this whole thing that you said like the ghost is like attempting to unearth you know the truth of that and yeah. and um it's almost a sense of trying to sort of avoid um this becoming a game in a way because you, mm. you don't want it to be a game we want it to, no, we want you to don't, know yeah. like the clarity of it right but there yeah. is no clarity to be had. Like, yeah. it's just a game because everything yeah. changes. The rules change all the time, as you said. with yeah. different people. And
0: yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's so arbitrary, like depending on which society you're living in, in which yeah. time period, in which yes. place. And talking about, um, you know, children in a classroom, like I, I work with children. And uh, there is a point where young children are kind of trying to categorize everything. Like they're mm. learning. They're literally oh. learning labels for things. And and actually, the way children are taught, certainly in in Western schools today, they're taught in absolutes. Like, you know, hot is the opposite mm. of cold. Rain is the opposite of sun. You know, binaries. this is this yeah, Binary, yeah, binaries. Like this is this is the color red, this is the color blue. And then you look at turquoise mm. and then you're like,
2: Yeah. I think I remember that experience actually being like, but what is it?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think this is and actually, and I I know I think my cousin actually had a conversation with her son about this. <laughs> um, because I think he was at that point where he was like, I'm so I'm a boy and you're a girl and it was sort of it was more this thing of like I want to label everything like I want to Mm. and and so I think she she literally described it like with color she was like you know like look this is blue this is green but this is kind of in the middle so I I I can't remember it was it was was really clever though I think it's like she wasn't expecting a question and she managed to kind of (laughs) come up with this with this with this answer that wasn't like too complex but also not like yes boys girls that's it you know
2: So there's a really, I love bringing this up whenever I can because it it kind of explodes this idea of binaries because this is like something I'm fascinated by. I think there's a good reason humans have a fascination for binaries because, Mm -hmm. you know, night and day and male Mm -hmm. and female. But I don't think it's helpful because I think that it does format the way we think. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Bugis people who I'm just looking at on Sulawesi, which is in the ah, Far East, Um, and they have five genders. They naturally have right. five genders. That is the way their society is born yeah. out, and I fucking love that because you yeah. have these, you have a much broader encompassing and it, it is, you have literally, you've got a male woman, a, a male man, a female yeah. woman, and you've got insects in the middle and you've got these kind of, it encompasses oh. these five different possibilities. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've not done enough research into it to say whether it's something that's enforced by society I don't think it is I think it's something where you know you feel yourself naturally gravitating towards that and they accept it as part of the human experience mm-hmm. and it shows you as you were saying Jacinta how much if there is a cultural, culturally kind of relative experience of gender which is very important to acknowledge because it mm-hmm. means that people don't have to be so bloody put upon and, and oppressed for lack of a better word yeah. for, for just being who they are you know yeah. yeah
0: and I think that's It's. I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I think I, I've sort of read a few Articles and things. Um, again, I haven't done like an extensive research, but uh, no, no, but, you you're know... supposed
1: to say that, Cynthia. We've done extensive. Oh yes, so extensive.
0: Would <laughs> you like
2: my footnotes? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's put some footnotes. But I read a few articles which talks about clo- what colonialism has to answer for, basically in terms of the gender yeah. binary, because actually a lot yes. of cultures had more genders than two, and actually yes. it, it's colonialism was a big part of being like, this is weird. You just have men and women. That's it. Stop. Yeah, it. Yeah. Stop all this in between stuff that i don't get
1: well i was just gonna say yeah. i wonder what to what extent it's acceptable in terms of the world of sex in those societies
2: between the genders because mm. i don't know that's a good question i don't yeah. know either i would like to research that so i need to yeah that is very interesting Well, we'll have to bring you back and you can tell us the answer yeah exactly re- <laughs> re- i'd love <laughs> yeah, to yeah
0: yeah brilliant we'll see part two or another yeah another episode <laughs> yeah mm. excellent So,
2: uh, yes, and there's this other group of people in India called the Hedra, um, Mm -hmm. and the Hedra is another kind of um, category of um, gender non-conforming individuals. So traditionally, it kind of encompasses trans individuals, intersex individuals, Uh or units. Um, Uh There is a kind of complicated history there. It's not as straightforward as like, wow, this other gender that was accepted, like there is a certain group of people who would go into an, an initiation into a community of hijra where they would actually have their penis and testicle surgery removed but okay that yeah so that's it, it's a complicated thing but there mm. is um that's quite an exception to my understanding there's actually a lot of individuals who just are accepted as being trans and before so it ties into colonialism before mm. the kind of colonial rule these what people were considered in much more respect like than they are now yeah absolutely yeah. blessed they would be yeah. i believe they would often be there to help with uh, births they would be kind of helpers to the king that kind of thing so mm. so it's very interesting before you had the british colonial i think it's british common law started to make kind of generalized rules about how males and females ought to act right um before you had that, there was a lot more gender expression indeed. So I think it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, actually, and I kind of think a positive about that is I think in 2014, the Indian Supreme Court acknowledged Idra as the third sex and kind of enshrined in law their rights. So, you know, these oh, are good, good. things. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, Progress. Uh, another little story. Awesome. Let's um, hear it.
1: So uh, this was more about, um, I suppose, my own expectations of gender roles. Um, and when I was at uni, I played a lot in the alternative club spaces. There we would be you know, we'd go dressed in loads of fun, like black and do makeup and um wear goth outfits awesome. and um it'd be amazing. Yeah, I um I've, I've always been very slender, I've always been um tall and thin, not as tall as Josh, um, but <laughs> tall and thin nonetheless, above average. Yeah, um <laughs> and yeah, so I'm used to being kind of I'm, I'm i can, I sort of used to I suppose I'm used to the male privilege in a club in a sense. Mm of being slightly taller, slightly mm-hmm. more able to sort of push my way through a crowd and, and get what I want. Not that I ever wanted anything. Um, I was <laughs> way too shy and, uh, and not, uh, not at all minded to, to just, eat, beer. Yeah. just beer,
2: just yeah, beer and
1: yeah. vodka. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Cider, drink. I think, was what I was into back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah,
3: yeah. Cider days. and black,
1: because I was yeah. a goth, yes. of course. Oh, God, <laughs> yes, cider and black.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Memories.
1: I know. yeah I know. <laughs> What we used to put in our faces, I really don't know.
3: Um, and All that, that goes. Purple vomit, eh?
1: I know. I, was say I was gonna put a sex joke in there, but let's just yeah. go with that.
0: <laughs> for still, itself. Wonder,
1: still wonder what I put in my yeah, mouth. I'm there. still no. happy to put those uh, in
0: my faces. Yeah. my faces. My face is? My face. Okay. Two
3: faces? Too many questions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, so yes. So one one night there was a very tall woman who must have been about six foot two um, or mm-hmm. thereabouts, um, maybe a bit taller even still um but uh, i'm saying that she had heels on so she probably mm-hmm. wasn't the full total of that height but she certainly commanded that height mm-hmm. um and she whispered in my ear at one point while well, I was dancing with my group of friends and she said um, come and dance with me she was very drunk um she uh, pulled me over and started dancing with me and i thought oh, this is all right i don't mind dancing with a stranger for a couple of minutes um anyway i kind of was a bit bored because <laughs> i didn't know who she was and she was very drunk and it was she was it's not very interesting to dance with someone who's not very like engaged,
0: yeah, yeah, no, even though she wanted to <laughs> dance with me.
1: Um, <laughs> and I tried to like sort of almost like, thank you very much, a bit like ending a business meeting, you <laughs> know, thank you very much, it's been lovely. I'm gonna get back over here now. Um, anyway, so she pulled, I tried to do that a couple of times, and every time I did, she'd pull my arm and like spin me in or like do something, she wouldn't oh, let me God. leave, and um. It's much like, eventually, isn't it? It's, it's quite mm. quickly. Yeah, never mind yeah, eventually. Yeah. Um, and I started to get like a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, she had a drink in her hand as well. And she was like spilling it everywhere and slightly over me. And I was just mm. like, this is really not fun. <sighs> I don't want to be around you. Um, she was very tall and she was obviously quite dominant. And she enjoyed that in, a, in whatever, in a club space, but probably more generally. Um, mm. And uh, I was just like, oh, I'm not. I don't want to. Can I go? At one point, and she was like, "What? You don't like me? And you, what well, you don't like dancing? You know, like I just, I just
2: want to dance with you." Um, and love I how I she like, turned it all on to you there, yeah. as if you're the one doing the wrong thing. That was yeah. a very interesting sleight of hand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a very common sleight of hand. It
1: is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: wow. Yeah. So that was my so part. Part of it, um, and and you can see the way that I framed it as well at the very start. Part of it was. Um, about my expectations of gender being subverted mm-hmm. because there's a woman who's more dominant than me and more powerful than me and stronger mm-hmm. than me um, and um, Jacinta you and I have spoken before about one of our friends who um, has this uh, he, d- he can't understand that we would uh, not just push the person who's trying to rape or otherwise us uh, off them Yeah. You know, why would you not just do that and um, because he he's a pretty strong guy why mm-hmm. would he not just he'd always be able to do that it's not that he doesn't get that we can't do that. He does kind of get that we're in a different position because we're not as strong as he is. But he there's a di- always a permanent disconnect there between his like understanding of how the responsibility falls to him, mm-hmm. you know, and therefore that's how people should be educated. Whereas of course there's a victim blaming side of it too. Yeah. So like it made me ch- check my privilege first of all, which mm-hmm. is, of course is a good thing to do anyway, knowing that I did I, unconsciously have had it and probably used it without meaning to in yeah. certain spaces um was one thing but then of course the rest of the story is um also about someone who who knows who they are and be, and has therefore become very confident in themselves to be able to treat other people in in a way that they don't necessarily want to be treated um mm-hmm. based on how we kind of both each performed our genders in that club mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which i thought was interesting
0: and i suppose there was sort of a, a politeness on your part <laughs> likeness and sort of being like oh she wants me to dance with her okay um and then a sort of entitlement on her part to be like yeah
1: but both of those things are like we would normally be talking about a
2: man in this space well that's it isn't it It, Uh, that's what's weird about it
0: yeah i mean i I enjoyed the
2: story for that reason i think it's very interesting
0: i think it's important because it's important to say that like it's not always a man doing that and it's not always women being the kind of receivers of that behavior yeah. I know that um uh, me too back in 2017 uh, kind of after all the sort of main stories from women and, and females um there were quite a lot of stories from people male like people who worked in bars and clubs um, and their experience with Hindus right.
2: and how they got yes. a lot of
0: actually received, were sexually harassed and sexually assaulted by women on Hindus a lot and I think that's a really good point to, yep. to make as well like if people feel powerful they can abuse that doesn't matter what gender or sex they are
1: Yes. But it does matter in that natural, like biological sex will predetermine someone's strength.
0: Absolutely. More
1: naturally than, you know, we we are not, you know, we, we want to, we want equality, but we are not equal um, Mm -hmm. sort of physically, you know, we're not the same. Um, Mm -hmm. Men have more testosterone naturally and will build muscle more quickly than women. Mm -hmm. Um, You can take drugs uh, and hormones to change that a bit, uh, but by and large, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. So typically, you know and, and that's part of that isn't it men can one man can quite easily rape a woman on average whereas one woman would find it much more difficult they would they would need something else they would need an advantage a surprise yeah. mm-hmm. you know a drug uh you know i was gonna say a team member but uh, an, <laughs>
0: oh an accomplice, <laughs> an accomplice. <laughs> a team member um just in, just in terms of i know <laughs> around this content, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's it that's it um just just in terms of of um being specific since we've talked about that quite a lot this episode um mm. I suppose mean a male could more easily rape a female than a, a yes. female yeah. than a male Apologies, yes. and, yes, and also and also I think this is in terms of purely in terms of um physical strength um in terms of uh, and possibly oh, I'm actually not
1: talking about emotional or mental strength right
0: exactly no. like you know yeah. like women yeah, yeah. Females can coerce, females can field trip, you know, but, um, but yeah. And, and also there does tend to be a little more like um, male entitlement than female entitlement. So it's a bit yeah. more common in that.
1: Yeah. It's a bell it's curve though, isn't it? There two, are two bell curves and there's an overlap in the middle. But Mm -hmm. there's a tendency, you know, the tail ends of it, there's a tendency for there to be more bunched at one end. Like 80% of women have like um, not so much of the physical strength characteristic, but then the 20% have so much of it that, you know, they they could be, they could have more of it than some men do.
0: Yeah. I think that's
2: called burrito distribution burrito it. is it the time. I believe it's called burrito distribution Oh,
1: I think it said burrito like <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, it looks like a burrito I know. It's burrito. it's amazing I will always remember
1: that now
0: <laughs> you see no. you have <laughs> I just have the guacamole so <laughs>
2: it's not a, it's not a
0: fair distribution
2: let's not start talking meat. about sauces I know, sorry
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I said I've got all the meat You all, all the meat <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: the sour cream oh, oh. yeah yeah this white,
2: the white <laughs> sauce yeah, oh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome okay anyway Pareto okay I'll look that up, yes. yeah. <laughs>
2: up. Pareto yeah.
0: distribution brilliant um, um, okay yeah. so Any I clothes? think
2: we coming to the end uh, I think about... so you know yeah. I, I kind of something that made me think uh, do you mind if I read the final paragraph from the text yes there, please, it's like, please do it's nice nice, yeah. final yeah. thoughts Raven.
1: moment yes yeah. please
2: yeah and it gets a little bit uh almost esoteric because we have touched upon this idea of knowing yourself i think this is really important saying mm-hmm. i brought up i think it came up with both with all of us at kind of at one point um so the final paragraph goes at like this so gender is the ghost in the machine that reminds us with its persistent whisper that we must find the correct relation of ourself to our bodies and to the society that we live in is one of the many quiet voices that one must notice must pay homage to must honor through the ancient tradition of acquiring self-knowledge know thyself whispers the ghost and perhaps you shall know your true name um mm. okay. yeah and I believe yeah. that is the case I think that the positive way to view the kind of awareness of pronouns and awareness of like of, of trying to define your sexuality and define how you are mm. is that you really get to know yourself that's the positive reading of it in, in my view I think mm. there's a lot of dogma going on now quite frankly I think there's a lot of the internet like being like savagely online you know like pathological mm-hmm. online life like mm-hmm, always yeah, on Twitter I think mm-hmm. you get a lot of people wanting to be in one type of camp but I think when you strip that stuff away and you're actually like looking for yourself this can be a positive thing discovering your gender discovering your identity it's yeah it's important because mm-hmm. I think I, I think that's the big question identity yeah, is, uh, yeah. that, that and was really well written that gave me some little chills
1: it was yeah great same.
0: And, um, and and I and just yeah knowing yourself and then I think embracing yourself as well yeah. You know, kind of be like okay, this is okay. Now I know who I am, and I'm gonna love that person, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Right that accepting, person. Yourself. accepting yourself, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, oh, well, thank, thank you me. for that, Josh. That's really, um, yeah, some really good words on the yes. subject and, and yeah. thanks for
1: coming on our thanks for coming on our episode and our show you're very welcome thank, thank you for
0: you inviting so me much. on i've had a lot of fun thank oh, you i'm so glad awesome we've had a lot of fun too um is there <laughs> anywhere that our listeners can can follow you find out what you're up to yes that stuff? uh
2: at the moment i'm doing quite a lot of kind of just introspective stuff and catching up on my art practice because i was mm-hmm. curating a gallery until coronavirus hit and now i'm yep. not um, yep. so my instagram is probably the best place if people are at all interested i'll be posting regularly bits and just text, bits of images uh, so it's joshua freddie vaughan Brilliant. Um, and yeah will you we'll, I think we'll, we'll drop the spelling of, we'll, of that in the uh, yeah in the drop episode. the spelling yeah yeah don't it's don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look in the show notes <laughs> click on the link you'll <laughs> you'll you'll find you'll find josh okay yeah,
2: great. Awesome. thank you guys thank you so thank much you. thank you so much
3: if you've enjoyed
1: listening to us, then please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And give us as many stars as the Bugis people has genders.
1: That's five, by the way. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A to Z with men. That's A-T-O-Z with men.
0: Or you can email us at Z with men at gmail.com. That's A-T-O-Z with men at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
2: Until next time. Goodbye and thanks for listening.
1: Hello, you saucy minxes. Raphael here. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the first seven episodes of our podcast. Jacinta and I are about to take a short series break just to recuperate after our first hot, sweaty recording session, but we'll be back in just four weeks with H is for Hookups. Don't forget to stay tuned for news about an A to Z of sex with men on all of your favourite social media dudas. Until next time.
0: I'm
2: happy with people thinking of an asshole, it's
0: great. <laughs> we're all assholes, yeah.
1: it's fine, we're yeah, humans. Right, what we yeah. are.
0: We're all semi-asshole, semi-asshole. No the our gender is the great equalizer. Exactly.
1: exactly, no matter what gender you are, you are still mm-hmm. an asshole That's and you still so have true. one.
0: And you still <laughs> have...
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> it is the great equalizer. It is the great equalizer.
1: That's yeah. than nine. Boop. Can we <laughs> start? Can we start again? <laughs> can, we,
0: can, can,
1: <laughs> can I? Can, sorry, I hate yeah. to be director dickhead, but um, <laughs> that's going in the bloopers.
3: Um, yeah, <laughs> the, I, way, I was, I
1: the style of this needs to be like uh, ultra sexy MS <laughs> advert. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Ah. Um,
0: right, super sexy. Right, let's do yes. it again. This time dripping sex. Okay. Dripping. Literally. <laughs>
1: dripping. Uh, uh, losing. Watson, yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Absolutely. Right. Okay. I need to lean forward. Right.
1: <laughs> it's the sexy pose.
0: Sexy pose. I,
3: that sexy. Okay. I can't be sexy if I'm leaning back. <laughs> yeah, no, just... <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: why we record everything, by the way.
3: Yeah, it's, just... <laughs> it's
0: gold.
1: It's gold. Right. Okay. Boop. I was wondering before before that whether Josh wanted to um, read his uh, yeah. excerpt.
0: Yes, that would be good. Sure.
2: Yes. Uh, let me just get it up. Um I've heard that many times.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know I like, the it's like so full there. of Freudian slits and really <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep throwing those buns out
0: there.
2: <laughs> um <putting> the sausages <laughs> inside, don't worry.
0: Oh god, we said something about <laughs> sausages at the beginning. What did we do? We were what? talking
2: we were talking about um so just since was holding the microphone and we yeah. were talking about um when you're doing sound checks. Yeah. And I said the best, the best, the best ones are sausages and bitches because because you have all the sibilants and the plosives. Yeah. And I suddenly thought, oh dear, that's a savage indictment of my bisexuality, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, sausages yeah. and bitches. Fabulous. <laughs> that's my type. <laughs> that's <Yeah. it>. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag so. bisexuality. Yeah. Yes. I'm exactly. I'm right. <laughs> out there.